been in some uh, high-level meetings uh, this week, and I believe we've uh, reached him. I think I just heard. Uh, Mac Rhodes, Baylor's Director of Athletics, joining the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, Mac, uh, hello and uh, congratulations on the, uh, the recent uh, Big 12 football title. That was, uh, that was uh, a very exciting uh, afternoon for, for a lot of us. Yeah, that was uh, that was a uh, quite a game and uh, unbelievable finish, as as we all know. And uh, certainly glad it it uh, it ended up uh, in our in our favor. That would have been a miserable twenty four to forty eight <laughs> hours, and and probably you know a week if if not more. But uh, just you know so happy for for Coach Aranda and, and our staff and our our young men and you know, to, to see McVay make that play and just, you know, uh, it's, it's even more special when you know, just, you know, who he is as a, as a young man and, you know, not, uh, not, not supposed to start a game and, you know, comes up with an interception and, uh, and then that, that game went in play. So uh, certainly a special day. We were trying to vote for him for player of the game. No offense to, to the young Mr. Shapin, but uh, his name was not listed in the portal, Mac. I think you probably heard that in the post game. And uh, I even had grabbed somebody's phone and was trying to do like a write-in vote. And I said, well, maybe there's a way. And even, <laughs> Mac, with all my extensive tech, tech background, I could not crack into the system to get McVeigh in there. But I, Jaron was certainly uh, – he was certainly worthy. Now, I saw a good picture of you watching it all happen. And then I think I saw uh, David Kay kind of trying to reach his head around down there and get a look at it. Um, was that – I bet your heart was uh, was in your throat. But you had a pretty good view down there, didn't you? Yeah, I had a I had a great view. I was just – you know, I was right down there at the at the corner. And, you know, quite frankly, I, I thought uh, – their running back was going to get in. I thought he, he had the, the angle and, uh, Jaron made such a, just a, an unbelievable all, all out effort. You know, I'm sitting there, you know, probably the last minute, you know, minute and a half thinking, you know, do we let them score? Do we let them score? Do we let them score so that we have, you know, yeah. some, some time on the clock to, to maybe, you know, have a, have a chance to, to come back and score. But, um, you know, just lights out by our defense and uh and they did it you know they did it all game long and so uh just just happy for them all you know you think about a a Jalen Petrie and a Terrell Bernard that are just such special young men and have been through a lot along with Jaron and others and just to, to see them come out uh come out on top is is really really cool you and I are on the same page I'm thinking about letting them score I'm also thinking wait why they're trying to rush up there? Stop calling these timeouts! Like they're they're <laughs> they're up there trying to get in. <laughs> so I was up there, you know, doing a fair share of second guessing. And then, of course, you're right though; they've held them out the whole game, so it made sense to try to just try to keep holding them out. But that was uh, that was really uh, an amazing thing uh, to watch and to get back there after the pandemic, which was such a weird deal and for for coach Aranda to be in that I mean I what what an amazing turnaround that was and uh it has to be so rewarding for you uh I mean you went out and hired the guy but but you know I think you've grown to really appreciate Dave Aranda 
for the human being that he is, and he's a different guy. I mean, think about all the guys you've been around. Rule, Herman, I think you hired Levine at one point. I mean, all these people. These are all, I'm not saying they're all alike. They're all different personalities, but nobody's like Aranda. Nobody's bringing up the Berenstain Bears, the Velveteen Rabbit, or all this kind of stuff. I mean, Mac, this is a different guy, and I'm just wondering, did did you when you first started talking to him, did you did it ever cross your mind like, wait, is this guy too reserved? What, what was going through your mind when you first kind of started visiting with him? Yeah, you know, I just I think you know his uniqueness and and because he's you know he's built different and uh, he puts you know different value on different things. Um, that's probably you know one of the things that that really really attracted me to him, along with his. Humility, um, you know, all of those things, and so um, he is different. What you love about him most is is that he's he's genuine, and he's he's not trying to be different. It's just no. who he is. And you know, I said this to somebody earlier today that um, you know I was I was so happy for him, but also just a, a fan of college athletics and and certainly of college football. Um, we we need people like. Coach Aranda to to win at the the highest level um, because of who he is and you know um, he says it you know person over player but he he lives it out in the way he he uh, he leads our our program and, and interacts with our our young men and so you know I'm I'm just so fired up for him and and the staff and and again our our young men and um, you know coach coach is unique but but when when I say unique, I, I mean that in a really, really positive, positive way. Yeah, I know you do. And, and uh, I, I've been around a lot of these coaches as well, and uh, even some of these NFL coaches, and no one's quite like him as far as the explanations he provides and that kind of thing. Uh, talking to Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics. Okay, it leads to this next question. Um, it was reported that uh, you and, and Coach Aranda and, and whoever his representation is were talking about a new contract or an extension, whatever the case may be. Um, are, are you close to something? Can you, can you shed any light on that? The only re- one reason I bring it up is because, obviously, every time there's a new opening, as you know, his name comes up first. So it's, it's flattering, I know. But it also has to be a little bit hectic for an AD to constantly be dealing with this. Yeah, you know, I, I would just say that we're we're in process, and uh, you know, I've been at peace, you know, this this entire time. And you know, Coach and I started started talking. I don't know, six weeks ago now, maybe um, mm-hmm. about about future. And and really, it was longer than that when we when we first began our, our conversation was you know the day that that uh, LSU announced you know, uh, Ed Ogeron wouldn't, wouldn't be back. And, and so, you know, it, uh, it dates all the way back, back to then. And, you know, he, we talked about him wanting to be here and and no other place. And and so, uh, you know, I trust that. I, I know that he trusts me that, uh, that we're going to do something for him that that's fair. And, and again, we're in that process and, you know, why is it taking so long if we, we started, conversation you know way back when um it's because he's 100 focused and was 100 focused on on coaching our football team and and uh and because we have a trusting relationship that um you know 
I, uh, I certainly, you know, believe and trust when, when he tells me he wants to be here and nowhere, nowhere else. And, and he trusts and, and believes when, when I tell him, Hey, we're going to, we're going to put something together. That's, that's fair. We're going to do what we can at, at Baylor. And, um, and, you know, he, he feels good about that. So we'll, we'll get there, I think, you know, uh, soon, but, um, you know, whether that's in the next day or two or, you know, another seven days, mm-hmm. um, who, who knows, it'll be, you know, sometime probably within that, within that time frame. Do you think I'll be your first call when it does get done or, or maybe second call? Yeah, probably top five, somewhere in there. It <laughs> continues five. to rotate. It's, oh, man, I was always wanting to be at the top of that rotation. Talking to, to Mac Rhodes, uh, what about this? I mean, I, the coaching carousel has been wild. I, I think some of this leads to Do you are you going to have to change this early signing period? I saw Commissioner Bowlesby weighed in on some of that. He thinks that may have to happen fairly soon. Um, Mac, you've been involved in several. You've had to hire a lot of coaches. But I, I don't recall – and I don't think this is like recency bias. I don't recall one as wild as this, that that uh, especially people leaving some of these blue blood programs like we've seen. Do you remember anything that rivals what we've seen over the last month or two or the last, you know, three or four weeks? Yeah, no, this this one was absolutely unprecedented. And uh, just uh, the 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 uh, the volume of change and then and then certainly the the magnitude of it you know just some of the some of the openings um you know some of the the shifting and so um you know unlike any any other year that that I certainly can recall and and I do think the, the early signing period is is a part of that and um you know you think about you know back in 2016 December of 2016 at the end of the year so it was you know, probably that first week of December, we, we hired Matt Rule. And uh, there was no early signing period. So, you know, he had some time. You know, we only had the one verbal recruit, and that was uh, Jalen, you know, Petrie, and that's been well documented. But, you know, you think about, you know, uh, what it would have look, looked like if if there would have been the, the early signing period and uh, what what kind of class could we, would we have, have signed? Um and so, uh, because we we didn't have an early signing period, it, it gave you know Matt and, and staff some time to put together a really really good class, which many of them uh, helped us win a, a Big 12 championship last last Saturday. And uh, and so it could have been completely different if if there would have been a uh, an early signing period, and and would we have had the success that we've had, you know, the last you know two or three years participating in the, in the big 12 championship game. And so I, I do think it's a driver. Um, I think it's something that uh, should be looked at um, and, and more than likely will be looked at. Yeah, I think it, 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 it's like an unintended thing. You remember when it first happened, we kind of thought, well, this will be cool. And, and this will be, and it, and it almost was at first. And now it's become something completely different. Is this unlike this, uh, uh, you know, expanding the playoff. Is this one of those things that, uh, Mac, you think you could get maybe changed pretty quickly? I, it, it does seem like there's enough support around it where maybe even by uh, next year's, you know, uh, December rolls around, this thing could already be changed. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there's a timeline, you know, uh, for for possible change by 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 the next re- recruiting cycle. But um, you know, I think those conversations will will need to take place, you know, sometime, you know, in uh, early, you know, probably first quarter of of the uh, of the, the the new calendar year. So. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And and again, you know, I, I think there's some some really good about it. Um, but but I also think this is one of the the unintended consequences that that we really need to think through. All right, uh, talking to Mac Rhodes, I wanted to ask you, Nikki Collin. Uh, so far, um, what an interesting time to become the Baylor women's coach. Um, I, I've enjoyed. I have Nikki on weekly with me. And uh, and so she's really fun to talk to, and she's done some cool things on campus as far as reaching out to the students. Now, I know it's early, but uh, what have been your impressions? Because for, you, you don't really know, Mac, until you see somebody get on the sideline and start coaching. And uh, following a legend like this is not easy for really anybody. You, you have to kind of pick a special individual to do this. What have been your uh, impressions so far? Well, I think you're right. Number one, I think it is a special individual that that has to, you know, follow a legend and and has to have some some thick thick skin and and has to have some some confidence in the way the way they do it because she certainly doesn't do it uh, exactly the way that that, that Kim did it, and um, you know I give her credit for you know her 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 confidence and her belief in in. Uh, and how she wants to do it, how her and the staff are doing it. And uh, I think it's a work in progress. And uh, to be 9-1 and one on the season and, and ranked fifth, I would say that's, that's you know, pretty good. And, uh, and I don't believe we're, we're playing our best basketball yet, you know. I think, you know, you're starting to see it click a little bit more on the, on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, offensively, um, we, we do things differently than, than what we've done in the past. And uh, and I think you know you're starting to see that as well. Um, our our uh, young ladies, you know, uh, feel more comfortable in in that type uh, that that scheme of of offense. Uh, and so she's you know she's been terrific. And uh, the way she's she's interacted with with the uh, the Baylor campus, the way she's interacted with within the the athletic department. Um, She's done, you know, I think an unbelievable job. And then to, you know, come in and um, and be really late in in the uh, recruiting signing class, 2022 signing class, and to, to be able to, you know, her first signing class ranked in the, in the top ten in the country, a, a number nine ranked recruiting class, um, is is pretty dang good. Again, given everything that she had to deal with, you know, from hiring new staff and it being late in the year and, and trying to put that together. So she's been nothing but, but fantastic. And, um, and I think there's just, there's certainly better days ahead for, for women's basketball. She said she's going to be, she tweeted that she's going to be in the bear pit at the men's game Sunday. That's a Villanova. It's a matchup number two bears versus number six Villanova. Mac, is that a good idea? I've, I've seen some of those folks that are in that bear pit. Now, Steve Rodriguez is kind of a rough-looking character with a, with a thick beard. He seems like he can fit in there pretty well. Nikki is uh, – I mean, she – I don't know. I don't know how she'll handle that bear pit situation. Should we have should, – should we warn her before we send her into something like that? 
Yeah, I, if if you've spent any time around Nikki, you you know that uh, she'll she'll handle it without any any problem. She's uh, <laughs> she's she's pretty tough, and um, you know I would say that um, you know look out bear pit. <laughs> look out bear pit. All right, since we're talking hoops, I did one last thing for you on the uh, pavilion. You were saying I think last time you were on maybe late December. Here we are in fairly early December. Or is it still tracking that direction? Um, I'm, I'm reading the tea leaves. I'm starting to, you know how I like to predict things. And uh, I feel like it's it's kind of blowing one direction. Um, where do you, um, where do things stand? And do you, is it coming into sight? I know there's probably a vote that needs to take place. Uh, is it, are you still kind of tracking in that direction, the timetable you talked about last time? Yeah, I still think by the by the end of this this calendar year, so what's the the, the ninth thirty one days, and so what is that twenty two days from you know within within twenty two days, I I think okay. we'll have some some clarity of of site location, and uh, so I think we're still tracking for that, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to you know get over get over that that hurdle, and then and then really begin to to focus on you know when we when we break ground. All right. Um, as long as I can see it from that Baylor club, I was up there uh, yesterday, and I, that, those those beautiful panoramic views. Wherever it ends up, I want to be able to to see it from the Baylor club, and I know uh, I know you'll keep that in mind as y'all uh, as y'all uh, prayerfully consider this this huge decision. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure to to uh, to make every every consideration of of that request. So, no no <laughs> doubt. Mac, I, I appreciate it and uh, cannot wait. Uh, everybody, I think y'all sold out of your allotment. In fact, uh, the Mosley family was desperately looking for more tickets, but uh, we're, we're bringing the whole group to uh, New Orleans. So a bunch of Baptists will be on Bourbon Street. Once again, it's becoming kind of our annual, uh, almost an annual trip. So that's going to be very exciting and uh, look forward to it. Appreciate you being on with us today. Well, appreciate it. We'll look forward to the Sugar Bowl, and uh, let's uh, fill up the Farrell Center here on Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, men's basketball versus Villanova. That'll be that'll be a great game. It's going to be a great matchup. There he goes, Mac Rhodes, director of athletics for uh, Baylor University. In a-